Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. Me this weekend, I felt like a complete vegetable. I've been so overwhelmed these days that on weekends, I can't even bear the thought of answering messages to my own friends. When I hear a ping from a friend or work or email or anything, I just cannot bear to look at it. And so this past weekend, I put my phone away. And a lot of you guys are probably feeling this similar sort of just overwhelm and feeling tired. For a lot of us who are working, and even if you're in school, it's so overwhelming on weekdays sometimes where all of our senses are heightened. We are doing 10 things at once that by the time it gets to be Saturday and Sunday, even thinking about making plans, confirming plans, getting to the place, meeting up with friends, which are probably all good for the soul, is just too much to bear. And so today's episode is inspired by one of my followers. We had a great DM conversation on Instagram where she was telling me how she is just feeling so tired at work and she doesn't really know how to balance work with disordered eating, especially binges. And a lot of work actually triggers her binge eating and you might be able to relate. I surely can as well. Whenever I have a tough moment at work, or whenever I have a tough project or deadline that's looming, I want nothing to do with it. And I try and avoid it as much as possible. And to fill the time, I feel anxious. And to make myself less anxious, I go towards food. Let's just take work emails. If it's not someone expecting something out of you, it's someone expecting a new project for you to start on, or someone asking a check-in follow-up question about a project, it's always something. And I feel like with any conversation with a human being, there's a certain level of confrontation. You have to get your message across, your intention across, and the other person's probably expecting something out of you. And that is always so tough, this back and forth with projects, deliveries, emails. My heart usually sinks every time I get an email where someone is just asking me to start something new or wants an update on a project. And it is so tough to bear. And especially if there's a meeting lined up to go over the project together and to get feedback, those situations are so rough because who knows what the feedback is? Do you need to scrap the entire thing and do it over again? Is there one detail missing so that you have to basically rework everything? Or is the idea entirely just a miss and you have to redo it again? Those are my worst fears. A lot of the times I'm also anticipating tough conversations with clients or my boss for an annual review, for example, and the anticipation of that meeting, usually I am the most nervous, probably 30 minutes beforehand, where I know that it's going to be tough and just the 30 minutes leading up to it, I'm kind of waiting for it to begin. And if you are an anxious type of person, the lead up to anything is usually the toughest because you're just waiting. And the night before, I'm just sitting there thinking about the potential conversation the next day and I am feeling my nerves in my chest and I am dreading it. Dread is usually a thought that comes up a lot. So maybe the night before, it's you know a soft murmur of dread. And then the day of, it's like, okay, this is coming up. 30 minutes before, it just heightens until it basically crescendos the minute before the actual meeting begins. 
the minute before an actual meeting begins, especially if I am unfamiliar with the person or I don't really know what to expect, I am just trying to take a few deep breaths. I'm trying to distract myself a little bit, maybe by listening to a podcast and letting that be in the background or getting a hot cup of tea so that I can hold on to something during the meeting. And in the past, leading up to these types of things, I would also be eating a lot of food. So leading up to it, I might just be anxiously munching a way of soothing myself and maybe comforting myself and distracting myself because if I'm just sitting alone with my thoughts, thinking about the meeting that's going to happen, I get so worked up that I need to distract myself and tea and a podcast sometimes is not going to do it. This was years ago when I was really bad at stress management and the only way I could manage stress and anxiety was by food. Something about food made me calm down more so than anything else in the world. Sure, maybe a walk would have helped. Sure, maybe texting a friend or maybe doing something a little bit more productive, but I didn't even have those ideas in mind. All I could think about was the food. It was like this immediate comfort blanket. And that was the only thing that can calm down my racing mind, my racing heart, and my clammy hands. And these days I have these other methods, right? Listening to a podcast, letting that be in the background noise, drinking some tea. Those things calm me down much more. But I've had to learn that these are things that can calm you down. I had to practice. They were something that didn't come easy. It took time. One tip that comes to mind for these situations is if you can get it done immediately, do it. Nike said it best, just do it. Say you got an email and it's something that you really don't want to do, but you also know that if you leave it until later, it's just going to eat away at you then my best advice there is if you have time in the moment, if it's one of those things that you dread the most, I challenge you to just drop everything and finish that one task because you will probably feel lighter afterwards. And I have structured my life so that I do the hardest things first. For me, mornings are when I have the most amount of energy where I can tackle the most things. And personally, the hardest thing for me is seeing my clients. I love, love, love all of you, but it takes a lot of energy. So if I leave it to afternoons, then I feel the anxiety rising as the morning goes on. I can't do anything creative. I can't do anything else but worry about my my client calls in the evenings. And so I usually try and stack all of my client calls in the mornings. And then once that's done, I can do creative projects. Maybe that's making this podcast or creating a new webinar, more of that soon, or you know, working on my course that's launching in a few weeks. So I have made it so that the thing I do first is the hardest, it's out of the way, and that frees up space, energy, and stress. And the rest of the day is progressively easier. So at the end of the day, the things that I do that are the absolute easiest are editing this podcast. So easy. It's passive thinking. I don't have to actively think to get it done. 
Let's take today more specifically. It's Monday morning. I was so overwhelmed. I didn't check my emails or even respond to my friends because I needed to conserve my energy. So when I opened my email, the first thing I saw was a brand deal that got confirmed and they wanted me to pump out a deliverable by the end of this week. And out of all of the tasks I wanted to get done today, that was going to be the toughest. If I left that for later, it was just going to eat away at me. So I put on makeup first thing in the morning. I got myself a cup of tea and I started to sit down in front of my phone and film a few TikToks for this brand deal. And by the time an hour went by, I already had two rough drafts for potential TikToks I could post for this brand deal. Done. By 11, it was out of the way, and the second task of the day was getting to this podcast, drafting a few episode ideas, and recording. And my oh my, I just had lunch, and I'm feeling so much lighter. I don't have to think about that brand deal for at least another few days until they give me revisions and edits, but man, that feels great. This is in comparison to when I was in college, and I left everything to the last minute, big projects, writing assignments, studying. And I remember the more I pushed it off at the end of the night, I would feel so anxious. I almost felt sick to my stomach. And so I would just eat food to calm myself down. And so that is why over the years, more and more, I will do things immediately when I receive them like this morning, that hard task, and I will schedule my day. So I get the hardest things out of the way first. So that's tip number one, and hopefully that helps. I know it doesn't help in every situation, but you just got to do the hardest thing first if you're someone who's super anxious and gets progressively anxious as the day goes on. Additionally, I think a lot of us at work, we forget to eat. We are so busy. We are fighting fires. We're just trying to answer all the emails and do all the projects all at the same time that time flies. And for once, we're not thinking about food, but that also means that there's a lot of hours that can go by without you eating. And so maybe you have time for a quick 15 minute lunch in the afternoon. So you end up eating something really quickly that might not be very filling, but then on to the next meeting. And by the time you know it, it's dinner and you're like, oh, thank God I made it through the day. So you have dinner and it happens to be a hot and decent meal. But then after dinner, you're like, oh, but I'm still hungry or why am I still peckish? I have a feeling and I've seen this play out over and over again that it's because you were so overwhelmed during the day that you barely ate enough because as your body's in fight or flight fighting off all of these issues answering emails fighting fires you're actually not that hungry but then once you're actually relaxed in the evenings that hunger comes back your body remembers it's trying to find equilibrium once you're in that relaxed state So that's why it feels like you're binging at night, but your body is really just trying to find equilibrium and compensate for the lack of food you ate earlier. But then you might say, okay, that doesn't apply to me. I am actually snacking on sweets and chocolates and chips all day to get me through the workday. In which case, this is probably a job that maybe is not fulfilling you. I don't want to assume, but I can just maybe guess that there's something missing the fit between you and that job maybe is not the best fit. And so because you're unfulfilled, maybe the food brings some joy to your day and gets you through the day. Maybe there's actually the option that you didn't have a really nice lunch. Maybe it wasn't satisfying. Maybe it wasn't food that you actually wanted. So the snacks are creating more satisfaction. So one of two options, maybe lunch wasn't food you actually wanted. So the snacks 
become that satisfaction for you or the job isn't satisfying. And so the food and snacks become satisfying. And honestly, under stress, a lot of us need extra sugar because we need that extra fuel to get us through that stress load to fight through the day. If we were to break down all three of those scenarios, one, maybe you're not super fulfilled with work. There's a few different approaches. Perhaps you can try and shift your perspective around work, maybe expect less out of it, or maybe find the joy of it in a different way. Maybe shift your perspective, shift your lens and ask yourself, what do I like about this job? Even if certain things are terrible, what do I actually enjoy about my work? And focus there. The more positivity you focus on, the more it grows. On the flip side, if you feel like work is sucking out all of your life forces and it's really bringing you no value and it's not serving you by any means, what can you change? What can you do creatively to make this a better situation? Maybe there's ideas you haven't thought of. Maybe there's things that you haven't considered and what may those be? So either you stay in the same position and accept and find joy in in a different way or you change the situation and you move on and find a creative avenue elsewhere. The other situation, which is maybe you you didn't eat a satisfying lunch. The foods you ate weren't foods you liked or it wasn't enough. That's easy. Find things that are exciting for weekday lunches. Most of us, we do food prep or we eat the same lunch every day. And when we're not excited about the food, we're trying to find excitement in other places, especially if you don't like your job and you don't like the food that you're eating on the same day. Chips are going to feel infinitely more exciting or sweets are going to feel infinitely more exciting. But if you spread out the excitement, so you have multiple pockets of it throughout the day, maybe at breakfast and lunch, then maybe you don't find the chips as exciting later on. And then finally, with stress, we all kind of need extra sugar and energy to, to fight through the stress. I also have a feeling that maybe you could do with a little bit more rest. Sometimes sugar is a substitute for rest if we can't find the time to rest or nap. So what can you do to rest your brain and your body without the sugar if you're not hungry? If you're hungry, go for the sweet snack. But if you're not hungry, can you slow down? Maybe meditate to rest your brain. Maybe you do take a quick 10-minute power nap. Maybe even just lie down or sit comfortably on your chair and just stop thinking about work for a few minutes. That could soothe you enough and give you enough energy to get through the rest of the day. That is how I would approach the situation. So today's episode really covered so much about work whether it's procrastination and feeling anxious leading up to different projects or meetings, or the root of it being feeling unfulfilled with the work itself or maybe unsatisfied with food. To recap, one, just do it and do the hard things first and see if that works for you. And two, see how you can be more fulfilled with your job or the food on weekdays. If you need more help to prevent yourself from going into a binge spiral, whether it's work-induced or induced by other things, I have created a workshop entirely around this. It's going to be three simple shifts to prevent a binge from spiraling. You have probably spiraled into a binge more times than you would like. And so this workshop is going to give you three mindset shifts to catch yourself before it spirals out of control. I see so many of my clients struggling with this and I know exactly what they're missing. So I'll be addressing those exact mistakes and shifts to stop falling into a binge black hole. And it's really important to catch yourself before you fall too deep because 
you know what it's like. Sometimes it can last for a day. Sometimes a binge can last for weeks and those are the worst. So you can sign up for the workshop on my website, cravingfoodfreedom.com backslash workshop. Again, it's cravingfoodfreedom.com backslash workshop and you'll be signed up for it. And once you sign up for it with your email, you'll be sent an email with all of the details. I'll be holding it live three times. Once on Sunday, December 26th, so the day after Christmas, and then on Monday, the 27th, and finally Thursday, the 30th. And this will be the kickoff event for my course on binge and body freedom. And a bonus will be offered if you attend live and stay until the end, something that you don't want to miss out on. So mark your calendars. We're going live the day after Christmas, Sunday, then Monday, and that Thursday. I can't wait to share some of the techniques that help my clients get out of a binge spiral without falling into a week-long binge. So get ready. Go to cravingfoodfreedom.com backslash workshop to sign up and I'll talk to you soon.